This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per top. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Guys, if you missed the episode yesterday, go listen to it. My mom took over the show. You're not going to believe it. She walks through how she bought an entire real estate business and why she picked up and moved everything to a horse ranch in Denver, Colorado for a very simple dream. Good morning, Top Tribe. I am here in Blacksburg coming to you live, and you're going to love our guest today. His name is Justin Mares, and he's the co-author of Traction Book and former director of revenue at Exceptional, a software company that Rackspace acquired for eight figures in 2013. He's previously founded two startups, one acquired and one went bust, and runs growth a, a, runs a growth meetup now in San Francisco. Justin, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's All right, do it. Let's do it, brother. Okay, so first things first. I want to get to what you're doing now, but walk me through Exceptional. When did you start at the company? Yeah, so I started in uh, 2012. Uh, basically came on to build out a sales team, run marketing, uh, you know, because they were starting to get some good traction with the product and needed more help, um, you know, kind of building out the revenue generating side of the business. So how much revenue was it doing annually when you joined? Let's see. Uh, I think it was doing around 700K. Around 700-ish K. And what year was it acquired by Rackspace in? Uh, 2013. Oh, so a year. So what'd you grow it in a year from 700K to what? So when we got acquired, we were doing uh, more than double. So I think it was like one nine or two around there. And is that a forward-looking 12-month run rate based off the month you got acquired? Yeah, yeah. Got it. And Top Tribe, just so you know what that means, that let's say Justin, he grew it and they were doing say 400 or 300 or even 200,000 bucks a month, the month they got acquired. The forward-looking 12 months means you take the 200 grand, you multiply it times 12, and that gets you what your forward-looking 12-month revenue is. In this case, Justin said it was 1.9. Some companies will sometimes look at historical 12 months, in which case you would take the 200,000 this month and go back 12 months. But again, in the SaaS space, software as a service space, you typically roll that forward. And Justin, was it exceptional a SaaS company? It was. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Very cool. So you were thinking about things like ARPU and CAC and LTV and all that jazz. Oh yeah. All done. <laughs> so walk me through, did you write traction after you sold exceptional? Yeah. So I wrote it kind of before, I guess we started before I started working with exceptional. Uh, and then, you know, obviously was crazy busy with exceptional and then, uh, so didn't get much writing done then and then kind of picked it back up afterwards. And just walk me through again. I want peop- a lot of people listen to the show. Apple's loving it. I want people to go buy the book and help me understand how successful was Exceptional. $1.9 million annual run rate. What did it sell to Rackspace for? Yeah, so I think we can say this now, but it sold for uh, $12 million. $12 million. And was that mostly cash or was it cash plus earnout or stock? Uh, mix. Oh, God. I hope it wasn't Rackspace stock. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mix. It, uh, not, it was not a all stock deal though. Well, if it was Rackspace stock, I hope you sold it sometime in what, 2011 was it? It was the $80 mark or something? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, I told Justin this before the call, we share investors and a lot of my investors are also tied in with Rackspace. So, you know, I would, Justin, I would strategically call my investors for feedback and advice on days when I went to Yahoo Finance and saw the Rackspace stock go up. They'd be in great (laughs) moods those days. That's clever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So you sell the thing for 12 million (laughs) bucks. Do you then just take a break and you focus on the book? Uh, so, you know, I had a, basically st- had to stay at Rackspace for about a year. Um, great company to work for, really good culture. Uh, and during that time, I started focusing on, you know, pushing the book through production just because the pace of a, a fortune, you know, a publicly traded company is very different than like a small stage startup. So mm-hmm. I had a bit more time on the side and that's when I started really focusing on the book, pushing it out, doing all that stuff. And why do a book? I mean, everyone I've talked to, you make like no money. It takes a mm. ton of time. It's super stressful. I mean, why do a book? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And it's certainly not for the money. I mean, when we started doing it, uh, I basically did it because, you know, I wanted to answer the question that I had. Uh, and I think a lot of startups struggle with, which is like, how do you get traction? And I read, I read a bunch and I read a bunch of marketing books and like just didn't find anything good out there. And so thought it could be, you know, and it was like a really good way to meet a bunch of really smart people, do a project, uh, you know, that I thought was cool and was really helpful. And also just learn a ton from a lot of these people that we interviewed, worked with, uh, and interacted with during launching the book. And Justin, you're also, I just want people to get perspective. You're, you're a relatively young guy, right? How old are you? Yeah, I'm 25. 25, yeah, relatively. Holy crap, really young, right? So, 25 years old, you know, sell it. You're, you're part of a company that sells for 12 million bucks. You also go on and write the book. How'd the book do? How many copies did it sell? We moved 38,000 copies, I believe, before okay. we had to pause sales uh, because we're relaunching with a publisher in like a month. Oh, this, yo, coming up, you're relaunching. Yeah. Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Which publisher are you going with? Uh, we're going with Portfolio Random House. Okay, there you go. Very cool. So I don't understand what that means. So you moved thirty eight thousand. Uh, what did did you guys hit bestseller list without kind of volume? We so we didn't because you really can't hit bestseller when you're self publishing, just because mm. the, most of the bestseller list sample books moved through different bookstores, uh, and you know we obviously weren't selling through bookstores. Doesn't so. that doesn't that make you mad? Yeah, it's kind of absurd. Like, all these big dudes, they're sitting in their like, you know, New York City penthouse, like counting their dollars, all these big like publisher dudes. And it's like <laughs> they control all the awards and all this crap. But you come out with a book, you self-publish it. I, I mean, it looks so great. This yellow cover, the, the traction title looks great. I think it's published by somebody. You tell me it's not. You sold 38 grand or 38,000. Before I talk about what you're doing now with the relaunch, what, num- what was the number one strategy you used to move that many books? Yeah, so we'd been working for a year and a half to build up um, kind of a, an email list that was really, really helpful. And then, so that was huge for us. How, and then big, the other, how big did you grow that list? We were about 5,000 at the time we launched. And okay. it, what was cool was, you know, that's not a massive list, especially by marketing standards. But what was cool is we built up a very loyal list where we saw open rates that were slightly more than double what I've heard most people getting. Like we got, so what, 60, 70% open rates? Yeah. For almost every single email we've sent to our list has been in that range. Interesting. Which, which is really surprising. I How did you build that list? Was it just a blog? or? Yeah, uh, we had a landing page. So we had a landing page, traction book. Um, you know, People would go to it. We had a people's faces you know, that we interviewed, all of that, which was great. Uh, 
And then the other piece was we, about nine months before we launched, uh, built kind of like a Twitter bot that followed people that followed the Lean Startup, mm. just from the Traction Book account. And we got 10 to 30 email signups a day just from that track, from that uh, Twitter bot that we built, which was cool. That's smart. Now, I'm going to link to tractionbook.com. Guys, this was the site Justin used to get those 5,000 leads to help him move 38,000 copies of the book. I will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 77. I see it's still live. It's still up. And it looks like you guys actually have your new cover up, the blue with the red traction on it and the little running man. We do. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, is this the same kind of landing page, though, you used with the first launch? Yeah, it's almost exactly the same. Okay, great. Wonderful. Okay, cool. So, okay, walk us through why did you decide to pause selling and, and sign up with the publisher? Uh, it was a mix of reasons. I mean, we had done, we were both very happy, you know, my co-author Gabriel Weinberg and I, with uh, how the book sold. I mean, we moved 38,000 copies. We got a ton of good feedback, but we kind of saw it start to tail off a little bit. Like, we didn't want to invest the effort in relaunching it and there was, wasn't really a good reason to do so. And so when a publisher came around, you know, we saw it as an, uh, an opportunity to relaunch and kind of spread the message again about the book. And on top of that, uh, to be honest, we also got a, a really nice advance, especially for first-time authors. What was the advance? Uh, so it was in the six-figure range. Uh, so it was north of six figures. for And for first-time authors, that's really good. Why um, do you think that that happened? Why, why, how, first off, how did they find you? You said a publisher came along. What did they do? Email you, call you, saw you speaking on stage? Yes, yeah, so we actually had a Tim Ferriss's book agent reach out and email us. Is that he Ryan? Across the book. Uh, no, Steve Hanselman. Oh, Steve, okay. Yeah, so we, we, had a, we had him reach out and basically said um, you know, that he saw the book, he thought it was interesting, and wanted to be our agent and try and sell it to a publisher. So we were like, cool, yeah, see what you can do. And so he did. <laughs> so he sold it to the publisher. What does he do? He goes to the publisher and he sells it for, what, you said, you know, something in the six figures. Let's just call it 100 grand to make the math easy. What percentage does Steve get versus what you get versus what Gabriel gets? Yeah, so standard agent terms, uh, he gets 15%. And then Gabriel and I, just 50-50 split. Got it. So he gets, again, if it was 100 grand, Steve will take 15 grand, and then you guys split the 85. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very cool. Now, do you get a percentage of sales? And if so, what percentage of every sale do you get? We do. So we get 15% hardcover, 25% digital after we hit what's called an earnout, uh, where basically they have to sell enough books to start. Uh, we have to move enough books that we've earned out our advance. And what's so that number, like 10,000 copies or something? Uh, probably around 25 to 30,000. Got it. Got it. Cool. Well, Hey, it's great for you. You know, you get something guaranteed at least. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of the big reasons we did it. And the other thing is now we can get the book in bookstores, airports, all that kind of stuff, which is really, really cool and kind of gives it uh, you know, a second life. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, that's amazing. I, we you know we we talked to a lot of book publishers. In fact, back in episode number thirty-one, many people know who Brendan Burchard is, and he got a mm -hmm. two. His book, his advance was a two point one million dollar. I mean, it was amazing. Two point one million dollar uh, advance on his second book, and that was after he worked with uh, David Hancock at Morgan James Publishing, and um, the the metrics, and he kind of broke down Justin the split between what authors keep and what they have to pay. And it was mm -hmm. fascinating. It wasn't what 
I expected. But again, I misspoke. That was episode number 29, episode number 29. So he, you know, one of the things David said in episode number 29 was that he thinks, you know, a lot, you know, he makes more money as, a, as the, obviously the publisher selling the ebook version. How are you mm-hmm. and your publisher and Steve thinking about with this relaunch hardback versus ebook? Yeah, we're not really optimizing for one or the other, to be totally honest. You know, we're more, we have a, a certain number of books we want to move. We want to try and hit the uh, New York Times bestselling list now that we have a shot at that this time around. And so that's kind of our goal as opposed to making more money on this. And you're you know going to hit I, it, right? I mean, you have a book called Traction. You, you're probably doing all these crazy growth tactics right now to make sure you hit that list, right? <laughs> yeah, exa- I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what? Give me one. What are you most bullish on? What tactics working the best? Yeah, we saw podcasts worked incredibly well last time around. Uh, otherwise, we're coming out with a free like seven-day email course that has uh, seven different tactics for you know, seven different tactics that you can apply to get traction in your business. Mm -hmm. I launched a a free email course like this called Programming for Marketers about six months ago. Hmm. And we've seen that list quickly, like get north of 10,000 people. And so we're going to be reapplying that tactic this time around. And just because we know that launching to an email list that's engaged and knows who you you are, just works really well in terms of uh, driving sales. Great. And help me understand, you said podcast worked great for selling the book the first time. You know, Apple is loving the top. The top tribe is loving the top. It's at the top and number one in terms of news and noteworthy for new business podcast. So how would you use this podcast to sell books? Is it literally people just hearing your story or did you give a specific kind of call to action on podcasts that move more books? That's a great question. Uh, We generally just, it's people hearing the story. I mean, you know, if we do our jobs correctly, our goal is by the time this podcast comes out, I want someone, one of your listeners to have heard me or my co-author on another podcast and seen us on like Product Hunt, maybe seen an ad, maybe seen people tweet about it. They're like, okay, I'm finally going to buy this book. <laughs> there you go. Well, I got to tell you, I love the, in fact, I got to tell you, Justin, I read Traction, the first copy, the yellow copy. Uh, you know, I, I kid you not. I think I bought all the post-it notes that Staples had and they're now like stuck in that book all over the place because it's <laughs> it's really nice, guys. The reason I love the book is it's not the, you know, you have like this one side, which is very, um, uh, they tell they need to tell stories in terms of fables, five temptations of a CEO, the four agreements, those kinds of books. Then you have the other side where it's extremely, extremely tactable, like predictable revenue. I think by by Aaron Ross yeah. was very, very like in the weeds. And then you have the books that are like they combine like interviews plus call out tactics in each chapter plus quotes that are like really make you think. And Traction, their first first version really did that. So Justin, I cannot wait to buy the second book. I'm sure it's going to do well. Uh, when's launch on that? That'll be October 6th. October 6th. Very, very good. Well, as you guys know, I record these episodes beforehand, and this episode is actually going to be going live on Sept- on October 10th. So go grab it now. Where's the uh, What link should they go to, Justin, to grab that book? Uh, so they can go to Amazon to find it, or if they want, check out tractionbook.com. If you sign up for our mailing list, you can get the first three chapters totally free, uh, You know, just to see what the book's about, see if you like our writing style, and if you think it'll be valuable. And then there are links on that website as well that'll direct you to, you know, IndieBound, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you want to buy the book. 
Guys, there you have it. Again, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 77. I'm going to throw in actually something special. If you buy the book going through the website, you have to go to the show notes to check out what that special is. Okay, Top Tribe, sponsors are wanting to pay me a lot of money to get on the show and I'm telling them all no because I don't want to waste your time. So help me out and go subscribe to the show in iTunes and then leave a rating and review. But Justin, my heart is pounding. It's my favorite part of the show. You know what's next? No. Come on, dude. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Number one, besides traction, what is your favorite business book? Uh, seeking Wisdom from Darwin to Munger. Have not heard that. Can't wait to read that one. Number two, which CEO are you following or studying right now? Elon Musk. Everybody loves this guy. I, I, it's amazing. Dude. Read Wait But Wise piece on SpaceX just blows your mind and makes you feel like everything you're doing is unimportant. Wait, read, read what? <laughs> There's this blog called Wait But Why, and he wrote a 40,000-word piece on SpaceX, their mission, and Elon Musk. And what's it called? Wait But What? Wait But Why. Oh, Wait But Why. Okay. Okay, yeah. again, I'll link to that. Wait But Why. Okay, great. Okay, I love that. Number three, what is your favorite online tool? Hmm, good question. Uh, I really like... Share as image, actually. Share as image. Okay, great. Now, uh, Justin, you're building an empire. You've, you've already exited the company. Another one went bust. You got a great six-figure book deal. I want to know if you're building this empire in a healthy way. So yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Always. That's crazy coming from a guy who has a book launch coming up in two months. <laughs> How do you do it? Uh... I, I don't know. I, I don't function well otherwise, honestly. <laughs> there you go. And are you in, you're based in San Francisco, right? I am. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Very good. Okay. You're only 25 years old, but take me back five years. If you wish your 20 year old self knew one thing, Justin, what would it be? Hmm. Honestly, I think when I was 20, I had a lot of neuroticism around, you know, wanting to succeed or be more financially secure, whatever it is. And if I knew, if I could like tell my 20 year old self something, it would just be like, keep doing the things you're doing and trust that things will work out. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I rarely see people that work hard, network well, read a lot and just hustle who don't end up succeeding in some way. I love that. But, you know, just trust in the process, create momentum and boom, the rest will take care of itself. Right. Justin, if people want to follow what you're doing, you've got, what, 80, 90 years left to live. People are going to want to watch you. Where can <laughs> Hope people, longer. Hope, hopefully longer, right? You know, we, we need those <laughs> drugs to come out. Where, where can people connect with you online? Yeah, so I'm at Twitter at uh, JW Mares or my personal site, justinmares.com. Well, guys, there you have it. From a $12 million exit in 2012 to a six-figure uh, advance for his next book launch, Justin, thank you for taking us to the top. Dude, thanks so much for having me on. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Coming up in episode number 78, bright and early tomorrow morning, you guys will hear from Peter Shankman. He's the former CEO of Help a Reporter Out, and he walks through how he's used his ADHD and his business smarts to sell his business and feed his two fat cats. Okay, Top Tribe, sponsors are wanting to pay me a lot of money to get on the show, and I'm telling them all no because I don't want to waste your time. So help me out and go subscribe to the show in iTunes and then leave a rating and review.